Welcome to this special episode of the Joel Osteen Podcast. Victoria sat down with some of her friends to talk about her new book, Exceptional You. We hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm so excited about my new book, Exceptional You, and I'm glad that you've joined us today. I'm here with my beautiful friends, my exceptional friends, and we want to have a conversation about being exceptional and the fact that we all are special, we all have gifts, we all have talents. We cannot put these gifts and talents on autopilot. We can't expect to just set our gauges and run with it. We've got to be intentional. We've got to be purposeful. We've got to walk things out every single day and reset if necessary. So today I just want to have a conversation with you and all my friends here about stepping into the exceptional. Hi, Sarah, Hi. Myra, Hi. Joanna. We got Isis, Elaine, Vanessa, and Kara. Thank you guys for being here today. I'm excited about just talking about being exceptional. You know, exceptional was really something that's not just good. Exceptional stands out. Exceptional is something to be celebrated. Exceptional is unique. And I believe that God has called each one of us to be exceptional. But too often, we walk in the ordinary. We discount our talents. We don't think we're enough. But we want you to know today that God's made you more than enough, that He's given you everything you need. You're equipped. You're empowered to become everything that God's called you to be. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And the first chapter of this book is called Putting on Your Crown. You know, sometimes we're talked out of wearing our crown. You know, we're talked out of being the person God's called us to be. Sometimes we shy away from it. We shy away from our gifts and talents. Yes. Yes. Putting on your crown was actually one of my favorite chapters. It's like the first step to just knowing who you are. You have to know that you have a crown. So what you were saying in this book about putting it on and embracing who you are, it was it was very special because I feel like so many girls uh, nowadays don't know that they have a crown, yeah. that they, they don't know that they should even put it on. So I love that in the book you you remind us and you tell us, that through the Word of God and through our Father, we have a crown and to put it on. And, you know, wear it proudly with confidence. It's, it's, it's really good. That chapter, I talked about being chosen. Yeah. And I talked about my friend Jim, whose mother was going to have a baby. And his father came to pick him up from school to introduce him to his new baby sister at the hospital. So when Jim got there and saw his sister, he was so excited. Well, his father, recognizing the excitement, wanted to tell Jim about the day he was born. And so he took his little son and he sat him down, looked him in the face, wanted to make sure he was listening very intently. And he said, Jim, the day you were born, he said, we looked at all the babies in the nursery window. And the nurse said, we could have any baby we wanted. He said, after looking at all those babies, Jim, we chose you. You see, Jim's adopted. And his father wanted to know the important truth that he was chosen, that he was handpicked, that he was equipped, that he was belonged. You know, sometimes we don't feel like we belong. And Jim's father really wanted his son to know that. And I really believe today that God wants all of us to know that he's adopted us. We are his family. He chose us. In fact, you know, he looked down through the corridors of time and he knew your name. He said, Isis, Eileen, Vanessa, Kara, all of us. He knew us. And sometimes that's hard to fathom, isn't it? Yeah. You know, as I was just even thinking about um, the title of the book, Exceptional You, and how so many people are walking around 
not really feeling exceptional. And grasping this concept doesn't really mean like, oh, I'm exceptional. It means, no, I have a call on my life. God chose us. And then our responsibility, response ability, is to then choose him back and choose his ways and choose his call every single day. And so as I, you know, just kind of absorbed all the amazing points in this book, it really just kind of hammered in that sense of just wonder of what God has in store for us and that awe and that feeling of this is a really big deal. Like being exceptional or receiving the truth that God designed us with a purpose and equipped us and all the amazing points that we're going to be talking about, you know, it really it's a responsibility. And I, I was thinking about that whole word, responsibility, ability to respond. And so when we respond to him, that's how we connect with all of those good treasures that he's placed within us. You know, it's interesting because we do need to respond to God with the ability that he gave us. Even Jesus, the enemy came after his worth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're talking about, your worth your value, your ability. And so even when Jesus was in the wilderness, he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was in a really a very weak state. And the enemy said, if you are the son of God, prove it. And so I really feel like that the enemy is after, especially as women, our worth and our value. And so today, you know, I just want to talk about not having to prove it, but being able to respond to the ability that God's given us. Yeah, it is good. And knowing that we're equipped. Yeah. Knowing that God has already packed our bags. You know, it's interesting. I talk about how Joel and I travel a lot. And I'm telling you, I don't know if y'all are like this, but when I pack, before I shut my suitcase, I'm always thinking I left something out. I'm always looking at that suitcase thinking, I hope I didn't leave anything out. And you know, it dawned on me one day that sometimes that's how we feel in life. Is there something left out? Am I pretty enough? Am I smart enough? Am I funny enough? Am am I going to get the man of my dreams? Am I going to get the position? But we're more than enough. We have to understand that in that worth and value, we're more than enough. Has anyone ever felt that way? Or am I the only one? No, all the time. That's why we need each other. That's, you know, that's what's so awesome about a group like this. I mean, Eileen, you and I have talked a lot about how all women and everybody really just kind of has some crazy in their head about the way they see themselves. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think all of us wrestle with a lot of deep insecurity. I know I sure did for years. Like if you were walking toward me on the street, I would like cross to the other side because I couldn't even... Like the thought of having to like look you in the eyes and make conversation was like terror struck my heart. But I just love how like the work of the Holy Spirit inside of us, you know, that God is exceptional inside of us. And he is like doing a work even when we don't feel like he's doing a work. And he's, cha- he's, he's giving us that courage. He's making us stronger. And by the grace of God, you and I can get get rid of insecurity. By the grace of God, you and I can be strong and courageous. And I'm just so grateful that you wrote this because it just keeps calling us up higher, you know, into who God's called us to be. I love that you use David as an example because who more than David, right? Like like his own father looked over him and, and all the other brothers were the ones that he wanted to be chosen, but he was out in the shepherd's field and 
but he rose to the call, and I love that you put that on there, that he rose to the occasion. He had a belief first within himself that he was capable of. He didn't let um, that he was the little, the smallest one or the one attending to the sheep, but he was the one that was chosen, and he believed it, and he embraced it. So I, I really love that you used David here as an example because he's an example that we can all follow. Just really take the call that God has given us and embrace it and, and you know, put on our crown. Yeah. How many times, has anybody here ever been left out? Uh, yeah. I felt yes. overlooked. Junior high. Have you ever life. been felt? <laughs> <laughs> Junior high, high flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you have to fight those feelings. It's like you were saying, Myra, you know, David walked in the room, been called out of the field, and there stands all of his brothers. Yeah probably all dressed to the nines, probably looking yeah. sharp. And here he comes in his shepherd's gear, right. probably stunk a little, yeah. uh-huh. thought, could I at least take a shower? Yeah. Uh-huh. Walks in and realizes what's going on. Then begins to realize I've been left out. My father didn't even believe enough in me to call me in. Yeah. You know, Think about it. He could have put his head down. Yeah. I mean, we all can feel like that. Well, and that just shows us that being exceptional often looks very, very ordinary and small and insignificant. While those seeds are inside, they need to be watered and developed and nurtured so that we can fulfill our Well, you have to know. You had to put your crown on, right, Isis? I That's mean, you right. got to know. Isis knows about a crown. <laughs> Isis. I was just going to say, you know, when I when I saw the title of that chapter, I just kind of chuckled because, you know, being a former Miss Houston, I I wore a crown, and but it was interesting because I would go around my everyday environments, the Starbucks or whatever, not always with my crown. Sometimes when I'm just in my, you know, <laughs> everyday clothes. But I remember there was one time I wore my crown into the Starbucks, and everything changed. I forgot mm-hmm. I had it on actually, and everything changed. People started responding to me different. I got my free coffee and it just made me realize you know how much people respond to you when you have that crown on but God is asking us just to show up and have our crown on anyway and to expect that favor expect that you know that grace from other people and to walk with that confidence I love that you know I'm sure just being in the world of competition you could have been offended you could have felt less than I mean you've you you could have compared and I think comparison is the worst thing we can do for our worth and our value, our self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever face any things like that? Oh, absolutely. I remember, you know, when I did the Miss Houston pageant, it was my very first pageant. So I felt like a fish out of water. I mean, especially being a, a crazy athletic jock and being a teacher, I just felt like, what is a teacher doing on stage with all these pageant girls? You know, I just felt really just out of my comfort zone. But I knew that God had put a mission on my heart to reach young girls, and that could be the platform. So if I could just get over my fear, then maybe God, maybe God could use it. And so he put that confidence in me, and I just thought, well, you know, if God called me, that he equipped me for this. So I had to put my crown on before I got on stage and just say, I love these other girls, they're great, but what God has for me is for me. Mm -hmm. That's so good. good. And I think the point there is so good, Isis, is sometimes fear causes us to put our crown, take our crown off. Mm -hmm. Fear of the unknown, fear of inexperience. I mean, David was definitely the youngest. He was the, had the least amount of experience. You know, but sometimes God uses that to push us out of our comfort zone, those uncharted territories, you know, and we have to push against fear. You know, the opposite of fear is faith. But if you know you're equipped, if you know God's packed your bags already, if you know you have what it takes, then you have enough knowing, enough knowledge to recognize fear Mm -hmm. and to push 
past the fear because I don't think you ever get enough experience or old enough to not feel fear. Has anybody ever felt fear in this room besides ISIS and me? (laughs) All the time. I I think, you know, um, fear, I always say the spirit, uh, it's the spirit of fear that comes. But the Bible says that God has not given us that. And I always think if it's something that comes at you, then that means I either have a choice to allow it to come or to to push it right back. Even from the title of this book, Exceptional You. And I know everyone in this room were moms and busy and um, but just to sit back and say, this is about you. This is about me for a second. It's not, you know, we read the books on the self-help for how to raise your, I'm past the toddler stage, but if anybody needs help with that area. Um, but we do our boundaries for kids and we, we do things for our work. And we say all the time, I've been in women's ministry long enough. I said, for whatever reason we have in our head that it's it's selfish to, to focus on what your needs are. Um, but I love this about exceptional you because this is an intentional effort to be, this is what, realizing what God has made us to be and that to focus on the things that God has for us so that we can go out. But uh, self-care is not selfish. We say that all the time and often, but that's what I loved about the book too is um, it just reminds us of who we are and to live that intentionally. Um, I've said it before, but one of the things I loved was that word intentional because so many times we wake up and our circumstances, the things going on will just tend to like be a tidal wave coming down and just taking us wherever it's flowing that day, our emotions, our whatever is going on. But this book calls you back to be intentional about making the choices, intentional to push away when the fear tries to push you off into a box. Be intentional about, no, this is who God called me to be. I am chosen. I have a crown on my head. When I walk into this room, I want a crown. I'm kind of <laughs> you know, jealous of that. I always think, do they let you just wear that crown always or do you eventually have to take it off? And, you can only yeah. wear it for a year and then you have to pass it along. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one thing I was going to say is you know, I love, what I love about this book is it teaches you to make every day count. You know, make every day worth it. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, we always talk about being great. Everyone's talking about release your greatness. But the greatness only comes from that day-to-day living. Yeah. And so these are just so like practical and simple things to help you understand, but they're, they're transformative. Really, because the best you live today will make tomorrow better. If you can live at your best today, your tomorrow will be better. And, you know, just back to your subject about mothers, you know, and raising children and most of us in here have children, uh, but I want to. I was raised by a mother who really thought she was exceptional, mm-hmm. not in an arrogant way. Uh, she never put herself above anyone, but she felt like she could do anything and she could tackle it, even afraid. And you know, when you say that, I think all mothers need to feel exceptional because more is caught than taught. And we want our children to possess all, all that we feel like we don't even have. You know, we, we want our children to exceed. And, and, and so when we feel exceptional, when we feel like God's called us, that He's placed an anointing on our life, an assignment that we can do it, no matter what the circumstances are. Because see, being exceptional doesn't mean that everything is going to be rosy. Right. No, yeah. Being exceptional doesn't mean you're going to get the red carpet rolled out for right. you. You may have when you wore the crown. <laughs> but I can tell you in real life, right? You're not We're not all have... getting free coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a daughter and part of me being a mom and what I loved about the book is it really is about kind of 
unpackaging what's already in you. Yes. You know, it's not about, oh, you have to do this to be exceptional. It's really about uncovering the exceptional you that's already in there and unique. And um, I have kids and I'm raising a daughter and I want her to be strong. But more than that, I want her to understand who she is because if she knows who she is, then she can be a strong woman. She can be who all God's called her to be. And it won't be about comparison or fear and things like that. And sometimes as a mom, I think, you know, what am I going to do with my kids? Am I doing everything right? And I'm like, should I show them my imperfections? And I remember one time I had an opportunity to do something and I was so scared. I was like, I don't think I could do this. And I started kind of getting panic and anxiety. And my daughter was in the back seat. And I remember the Holy Spirit just saying, stop, you're doing this for her. And I thought, you know what? I am doing this. And she saw how nervous I was. She saw me. She was like, mommy, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> super nervous. But I just had that peace that, you know what? I'm doing this for me, but really I'm even doing it more for her so she can see, overcome fear, overcome that anxiety. And anything that I had, I want her to have, I kind of have to uncover it myself and be that example so that she's catching more than I'm saying, do this, do this. But really I'm showing her how to be exceptional, how to uncover the uniqueness that's you know, individual and underneath us all. See, I love that so much because I've literally said to myself before, if your kids were doing this, mm -hmm. what would you tell them? Yeah, yeah. What would you want to say to them? Mm -hmm. You would say, you can do this. Yeah. You would say, take it a day at a time. Right. Yeah. Gain experience. That's the only way you're going to gain it. And I had to talk to myself. That's what you would tell your kids. Right. And you'd really be kind of mad if they don't do it. <laughs> so you yeah. need to just get it, get mad at yourself. Right. Get going, girl. Yeah. Get off dead center. <laughs> and yeah. so I think sometimes when we do understand that, and you know, a lot of people don't have kids, but the truth is, what would you say to your younger self? Right. You know, yes. what would you say now mm -hmm. that you know more? Mm -hmm. And so I think this living exceptional is, like you said, unpacking what's already packed already on the inside of you. In yeah. Understanding that God created you. He's never going to leave you alone. Mm -hmm. He is for you. You know, when God came to Moses and gave him an assignment, the first thing Moses said was, I can't. Yeah. And I'm, it's the first thing I've heard myself say, say many times. Mm -hmm. I can't mm -hmm. because it's just an excuse. Yeah. It's a delay. Mm -hmm. I love what, what God said to Moses. He said, you know, who made your mouth? Yeah. Who gave you that ability? Right. Right. He was basically saying, Moses, who packed your bags? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. If I've given you an assignment, I've already equipped you exactly. for the assignment. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's easy to make excuses. I think probably every one of us have made those excuses. Yeah. And I think that's what is so beautiful in the book, how you bring stories from the Bible, but also stories from everyday people. And you see how practical and how life can be really exceptional when you follow those principles that God told us to love each other, you know, to, that He put those gifts inside you, that His plans for you are to prosper, that He has good things for you in life. So I really took that from the book. It felt like a new beginning. It felt like a refresher, whether you are just starting or you're in the middle of your journey. It really felt that way, that it's, it's a refreshing, it's a, it's a bond with the common towards you, you know, with the scriptures and the stories. Yeah. That's so good. I really do believe we have to hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we can't just go on autopilot. We've no. got to hit reset. We've got to figure out, you know, yesterday was good, but today can be even better. Amen. No matter what happened yesterday, right. you know, yesterday's over. Yeah. 
And today's a new day. And I love God's mercies. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional You podcast with Victoria Osteen and friends. Order your copy of Exceptional You today at joelosteen.com.